1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today.
2: Welcome to Slammed, a Boston Celtics podcast where we cover the Celtics and the rest of the NBA. I'm Megan Ottolini from WEEI, joined by Esteban Bustillo from GBH and Justin Turpin, also of WEI and Odyssey. So While most of the NBA is going on break, we are here to look at, da-da-da-da, drumroll, Joe Missoula's 100th victory and where these Celtics sit at uh, partway through the season. I mean, all-star break, it's like not exactly half, but partway through the season. And so uh, let's just start there. How are you guys feeling with where the Celtics are is there anything that you could even nitpick with this team after the blowout that they had over the Nets with a 50-point win last night?
3: Yeah, shout-out to uh, what a heartwarming moment they had giving Missoula the game ball after his 100th 100, 100 victory uh, with the team, which it's weird to think that he's already been uh, here for that long to get that, that many wins. Um, I mean, this is about as strong as you can look. Heading into the all-star break, right? Two two back to back wins, uh going from, from Brooklyn back to Boston. Uh, and last night's game, not even a contest. I mean a fifty point victory to head uh, into into the break. Uh best overall record in the league right now, 40, forty-three and twelve, uh fifth in points per game, first in net rating, first in rebounds. I think this is a I don't I don't know if there's any even nitpicks. I thought the we talked about this last weekend uh, or last week on on the on our episode then they did really good at the trade deadline this is i i think they have every reason to feel good about themselves
4: yeah 43 and 12 like you said best record in the league and it's their best mark since the 0809 season. So they really haven't had a start like this in a long, long time. And to be six games ahead of the Eastern Conference this early into the NBA season is insane. Like the gap they've built on the rest of the Eastern Conference. I mean, there just has been so much to like when you look at this team. Like, look at the improved in the clutch there. 18-8 and eight tied for the second most wins or tied for the most wins with the Nuggets in the league. 17-9 and nine on the road tied for the second most in the league it's just there's so much to like about what this team's done and the numbers show it
2: absolutely and i i started with missoula's 100th victory because i want to talk about the week that missoula's having and it's funny because you know like i'm gonna cut him a little slack here he's he's coming off some interesting appearances first of all i need to get this out of the way because this isn't even in the show doc but justin what is the Spider Man thing going on? So you know what I'm I, talking about?
4: Yes, yes, they've actually had a different kind of key word for every press conference. Ironically, they didn't have one last night, but before the Spider Man was, of. yeah, right. They probably did. Esteban, do you
2: know about this?
3: I I saw it for the first time last night when uh someone asked Jalen Brown about Spider Man, but I was. I was caught off guard. I, I was so please, sir. Please, please explain. Yeah,
4: yeah. So they've had like a different keyword for each press conference. So two games ago, goes past the pill, where Al Horford said it, and then they all said it. Past the pill, and it's like no one really says that. And then Joe mentioned Spider Man and. Like Jalen's kind of came up organically, but Tatum went out of his way to mention Spider-Man. So like, I think they're kind of messing with the media a little bit, but it is kind of funny. They didn't have one last night, at least to our knowledge. But uh, I did think the Spider-Man comparison was kind of funny and it's kind of true in a sense, too. But they have had like a different code word for each press conference, like where they're all kind of saying it. So that's something to watch when you're listening to these because they've (laughs) done it the last couple of times.
2: Justin, are, are you too young for Super Troopers?
4: Uh, Have yeah, you seen never, Super heard troopers? No, never, You've never
2: heard of that. You've never heard of the movie Super Troopers? <laughs> no. Okay. So we were talking about this um, during one of the breaks this week uh, on the radio show, and Super Troopers is, uh, I, I think you would like it a lot. I recommend that you go back and watch it. Um, I, I want to say it's like early aughts comedy. Um, very stupid movie about highway state troopers. But the thing is, they they play this game where when they pull people over, It's not going to be funny when you explain a joke, but basically they try to say meow as many times to the person. And I feel like that's what the Celtics are doing. Like they're meowing the media right now. And I'm just like, how bored is this team? Or just how weird is Joe? But I do think that it indicates that this team is in a very stupid way. Like it's a stupid indication, not that it's stupid that they feel this way, but that they're buying in to what Joe Missoula is selling. And it's hard to see why they wouldn't. Um, everyone except for maybe Jalen Brown, because earlier over the weekend, uh, Jalen did have this to say when they were down at halftime about Joe Missoula's jokes in the locker room. He said he told a couple jokes in the third quarter to break up the tension. Did he do that?
3: Yeah. I mean,
2: does he do that often? I guess,
3: um, Joe tell jokes. I I wouldn't say he does it often, but I think he He definitely, uh, you know, tries to put his personality in there. You know, some days he has, be- has better luck than today, <laughs> I, I, I would say. but He
2: told yeah. us they were very funny.
3: That's what he told you? Yeah. Then I guess that's what we're going to go with. Like, uh, we were losing at the time. I didn't find it funny. Um, but I understand, you know, that's Joe.
2: So Jalen, like, you know, I do think that Jalen veers a little more on the serious side with some of this stuff. Um, but the, I, I just wanted to go into the, I still can't believe you haven't seen super troopers, but I wanted to go into that for a minute. Um, Missoula is also in the middle of, you know, he picks his spots with media guys and I don't think he really started this. You guys remember a couple weeks back, uh, Kendrick Perkins, who of course is a Celtics champion. Um, and is on ESPN. He s- had this quote that was like Joe Missoula. You put a brain his brain in a bird. Sometimes it'll fly backwards, something along the lines of that. He's used the same quote to talk about Kyrie Irving too. Um, and this is what he had to say. He was being a little bit critical of the Celtics offense. But when you also have that personnel, I would love to see more post-ups from the wings and the guards. When you think about Jason Tatum, 6'9", 6'10", wide shoulders and his variety of moves that he have on that low block and mid post areas. Drew Holiday is an underrated post guard, post player in the league. When he gets the player to, of his size, his strength and his ability to get to his spots is so underrated. It's times where you see Jalen Brown somewhat disappear throughout the offense. So again, it's about finding that balance and not just be, being a three-point shooting team because if those threes are not falling, what else are you going to lean on? And I feel like they, they have the personnel to do it. They They just have to get it done and start practicing it now. And so, Tarp, I'm wondering, were you in the press conference when Joe Missoula addressed that kind of indirectly?
4: Yeah, it's actually the second time he's kind of taken an indirect shot at uh, perk. There was another one earlier in the year where he was given the injury report and a reporter jokingly asked him for a doctor's analysis on it. He said, you know, I can't do that. I'm a bird brain. So he keeps receipts your seats on it. Like he knows what perk is saying. And uh, yeah, I was, I was at the press conference for that one. And I kind of love this back and forth between. Okay.
2: Them so here's exactly what he said.
4: Yeah. I mean, we talked over the last week or so. We definitely think we need to post more. I don't think we're posting enough. Um, and so Al's kind of been good of getting those mismatches and, and the guys have been able to find him. Why well, is that
1: something you thought like you should
4: emphasize more? I was joking. We're second in, in <laughs> frequency and first in efficiency.
2: And it's true that the Celtics are second only behind the Nuggets, at least at the time of this press conference, uh, in their efficiency in post-ups. But I guess, do you guys... I don't have a problem with him going back and forth with Perk. Like, Perk has started it. That's his right. Whatever. Put your energies wherever you want to put them. But is Perk... Does he have any kind of point, even though those stats don't really back up, but the the spirit maybe of what he was saying? And is Joe still maybe a little bit sensitive about the three-point Missoula ball that everybody, you know, seems to glom onto in kind of a casual way, Esteban?
3: Uh, I guess my first question, have they met? Have they ever, like, inter- do we know if they've ever interacted in person? I
2: don't know. I hope so, because, like, I feel like it's kind of, I don't, I personally don't like, you know, I throw shots out there when I can. I try to go and be in locker rooms and stuff when I can. I haven't done enough this year, but like, you know, you take a shot at somebody basically calling them a bird brain. It's kind of tough if you have never met them.
3: Yeah. And you know, you know, this is, this is sort of the the state of of how things work when you have that, that large platform you, you, you can say, uh, uh, you know, I guess, riskier things and it gets attention. Uh, so it, it, makes sense. Um, I, I don't necessarily, I mean, the, the numbers themselves don't, don't back it up per se, uh, this, this criticism, uh, I, I think overall the game, we touched on this before too, the game is, is, isn't moving as much towards, towards post-ups. You know, I think first, if you're first only behind Denver, who has Jokic, that's a, or second only behind Denver, uh, that's a pretty good place to be especially when you have someone as, as talented as as Porzingis. um I you know they're not going and just barreling their shoulders into people anymore and that's across the league so I, I don't think this is just uh, something that that the Celtics are, are dealing with per se um so I, I kind of I kind of side or, or go against the the criticism here because I don't I don't necessarily think it, it applies in this case at least at least me personally.
1: Start hiring professionals like a professional.
5: Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
2: I think maybe perk like look. It's a terrible specific example to use because the the stats don't back it up. I do think that there is a little bit of the game where the variety can sometimes get a little stagnant. But I don't see that as a criticism with this year's team compared to previous teams like last year's team, the team that Emeo Doka coached two seasons ago. I mean, that team, the ball would get stuck on offense all the time. So like, I, I just don't feel like it's, I understand what Perk is saying. Nobody ever wants to live and die by the three, even in the modern game. But I wouldn't criticize this, this team for that on most nights. And then I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you guys watched, um, you know if or if you noticed I should say in that Nets game, the first of the back to back, that the first minute 15 or minute 20 of the game was just almost entirely post-ups on offense. And <laughs> I, I doubt, I doubt Missoula would say that's intentional, but it felt like a little bit of a dig to play from the inside on in the entire like just to jump start that game.
4: Yeah, twenty of their first twenty-three were in the paint that game. That's almost wild. Like Perk, almost like Perk drew it up.
3: <laughs> and I, I think so There too, you go.
2: In the end, he's getting what yeah. he wants, right?
3: Yeah, and I think too, like, uh, like the the post play itself is 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 changing too, right? We're not just seeing guys going and you know again barreling their way towards the rim. It's going getting a uh, you know fading more. Uh, getting getting open shots near the rim, not necessarily at the rim, uh, which is something Porzingis has done really well uh, throughout his time here in Boston, and throughout his time in the league. So it it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to look the way someone like Kendrick Perkins would do it back back in that heyday. They're they're still doing it. It's just looking a little bit different. Uh, again, not just in Boston, across the league as a whole.
2: So as we look ahead, we're going to address some of the all-star stuff and uh, take flight. But coming out of the all-star break, this is always a little bit of a vulnerable time for teams who are front runners in the league. And I'm not saying front runners game a game, but front runners in terms of how far ahead the Celtics look on top of the rest of the East. What do you guys see as uh, vulnerabilities for this team as they look down the stretch ahead of the playoffs?
3: I mean, they're. I think it's just how far they want to take. I think. I think the easiest thing for anybody in their position to do would be get complacent, um, to feel like they they have such a great record. Uh, you know, the other teams in the East are, are all trying to look up to them, and they they they've really been in that position really the entire year. I think it's. I don't. On-court execution is is looking uh, good. I mean, as long as they stay healthy, I think they'll stay in the position that they're in. Um, I think the only sort of thing that can get in the way of things is, is themselves, which has been maybe one of the the, the Achilles' heel for for the Celtics uh, these past few years is them being able to, to handle the, the success that they've had, uh, or you know you know being able to figure out, figure things out, but they don't have to do that anymore. They don't have, they, this team, it seems, has figured out what it is. Uh, so I think it's, it's just not getting comfortable. That At least that, that's, that's what I, what I see at this point.
4: Yeah, I also think they can't stumble out of the all-star break. Like that's something they did last year Four day, four games after the all-star break last year, they lost the number one seed and never reclaimed it. And granted they didn't have a six game cushion like they do this year, but that's something they can't afford to do again. Like they need to stay focused. And that's something Missoula's preached, like staying focused, winning the day-to-day battle and just kind of taking it right with that right mindset. So I don't think it'll be a problem, but I'm with that spot. I think you're kind of going to tinker a little bit here in the second half, really figure out what your playoff rotation is going to look like going forward start to get those new guys acclimated because it looks like Xavier Tillman could really have a spot in this playoff rotation. So I think health is obviously the biggest thing and uh, just continuing the day-to-day grind that they've been doing.
2: Uh, (laughs) Couldn't get my mute button off. I largely agree. Um, I think complacency is always an issue for these teams, not just Celtics in particular, but these teams that have championship aspirations um, I think health is the other important thing and it's hard cause that's even with all the, um, exercise science people that they have around there, that's not really something you can control. I'm interested in Tillman. I'm interested to see how they use him down the stretch when, how much they're going to rest Porzingis and, you know, make sure that he doesn't take any risks with some of these, uh, stretches going down the rest of the regular season and if Tomlin's gonna jump into that spot in the rotation if Cornet's gonna be in there in a real way it's just something to watch uh anything else that you guys want to add do you want to get into Duncan Robinson at all because the heat look it's hard to say like it's a total rivalry with the heat when the Celtics swept that this year, but I still feel like there's always a thing with the heat and this team. And when yeah. they won last time, there's no Butler on the floor and Rozier goes down partway through.
3: Uh, I, I, you know, I, I would go the opposite. I think it is a rival just given the playoffs and, and how the, that history has played out recently. Um, I first I, I'm glad no one got hurt. I, I, this is not uh, something I necessarily expect from either Jalen Brown or Duncan Robinson to to get uh, Contentious to the point of of people possibly getting injured. That's not something that, that I think anybody expects from either of them. Uh, you know, basketball is basketball. Things happen. Tempers flare. Um, but yeah, I I think it's good that that they don't like each other. Uh, you know, it's it's good for the game. It's good. It's good for what I would say is as uh, being probably the most consistent Eastern Conference rivalry. Um, yeah, it, it's it is telling i know you know butler wasn't playing but still like to sweep that team who consistently year in year out is always a good team uh that's a great sign for for the celtics uh going forward uh and so yeah i kind of liked it i kind of liked the the chippiness uh i i'm i'm sure and I, I saw you know missoula was thrilled about it yeah it was a good look
4: how many NBA teams do you guys think genuinely dislike each other? I feel like it's kind of a rarity in today's game, which makes that even feel like even more of a rivalry, especially considering the fact they've been to three last four Eastern Conference yeah. finals, two of those series going to seven games. Like when you look around the league, there's not like a ton of like teams that genuinely don't like each well,
2: other. Well, the Bucs have some stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. The Bucs have some stuff. But Giannis and Giannis and his precious game ball. You know, (laughs) I'd say there's some true animosity there. And that also,
4: I think that part of that is like, they played five times in a matter of like three months. So like, I think that plays into a little bit too, but when you're talking like around the league, like consistent rivalries over the last couple of years, like I feel like this is the only
2: one. It's like the entire league against Trey young. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good, that's a fair one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Or maybe even going back just a little bit, even like, uh, maybe the Cavs, Warriors. I, I don't, even that, I don't know if they, they disliked each other that the way that, that these two teams, like, I, I think part of it is just the whole heat culture thing, whether it's real or fake, like, they, they that, that comes off that, that, uh, the way it is. And it it, 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 I think they, they try to, to buy into that persona. And, and, uh, they, when, when Jimmy Butler is on, he, he's really on and he doesn't try to make friends out there. And, um, uh, you know, each team has broken the other team's heart. So, yeah, I, I hope they made up in the playoffs again, again, uh, without any injury or, or anybody getting tied up the, the way it happened. But, uh, yeah, everybody walked yeah, away. It was good.
2: With the Heat stuff, I mean, look, I think that'll be there as long as there's the connection that Pat Riley and anyone who's connected to Danny Ainge, you know, there's still an Ainge that works in Boston and Brad Stevens worked under Danny Ainge and... You know, uh, you can look at Missoula and say that he's Stevens' protege and Pat Riley's still there. So Pat Riley and Danny Ainge hated each other. So I think some of it comes down from the top on both sides. I don't know if Brad Stevens like hates anyone with the heat, but I think it goes the other direction. I think the heat definitely hate the Celtics from the top down. That's like heat culture. It's there. It's hating Boston.
4: And even like <laughs> you look at the recent Haslam comments, like it goes back a good while now where these teams like really don't like each other. So I think like in the current NBA, I'd argue that this might be the best rivalry right now in the current mm. landscape
3: of the league. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the name your price tool from Progressive.